0: My name is Red Thunder Woman, my married English name is Michelle Robinson and I use she and her pronouns today is December twelfth, twenty 2022. Today I'm solo. I uh, I thought it was really important today that we talked about a lot of things. So let's get going. Uh, my Dene lineage roots me in the land of the Great Bear Lake tribe in Treaty 11. My name is Dekotsnogotinay Siku. My people wore rabbit skin, so it's been referred to as the land of the hair people. I'm a native to Turtle Island, and my Dene Nation is a visitor to this area of Tine Indhe in Satu Dene, meaning Many Big Dog Town, named after the Calgary Stampede. I was born in Calgary, or in Blackfoot, Molkinstis, as Michelle Elliott, another English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world, <laughs> but we're going to talk about that today. Uh, my mother is Northern Slavey Dene, or Satu Dene, but my Indian Act imposed status card by the Canadian government it says yellow nice Dene. Uh, I should mention my daughter's 15. Still does not have her status because the uh, Indian Act and in Post status card by the Canadian government disproportionately discriminates against women and girls and two-spirit. Anyway, through my father, I am a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution, while having a Canadian Indian Act and in Post status card. That is a colonial construct by Canadian policies meant to divide Indigenous people's inherent rights, Indigenous Two-Spirit, or the Indigenous 2 LGBTQ plus community. And Indigenous women are at the bottom of the Canadian socioeconomic ladder because of colonial trauma, imposed poverty, racism, gendered violence, and land theft. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous, but I share my journey as I walk down the red road. I just wanna mention, I know I'm live on uh, TikTok, Hello, TikTok. I'm really sorry I couldn't figure out how to make that work really nice yet, so I'm doing a live uh, recording on both Facebook and TikTok. I don't have any clue what the comments are, nor do I care. I hope I can get to them maybe next uh, episode. And uh, hopefully next time I'll figure out a better way to have you all figured out so that you get a nicer stream. But if you want, you can look on my YouTube channel and uh, whatever podcast streaming service that you get, and you'll be able to uh, listen uh, from there. So As a dating woman who has attempted to run after joining harmful colonial parties, spent money to be at expensive conventions, left my home to travel to those conventions just to vote on incomplete policies that still allow incarceration, a denial of justice, a denial of health services, racism, colonial trauma, and genocide of indigenous and black peoples, I have work to continue to do reports to advocate for and attempt to work within these systems meant to harm me and my community. I think of all of this today, And I hope we honor the many Indigenous lives lost for this so-called country named Canada. I hope that you all see your role in the importance of stopping harm and as a citizen see your role in reconciliation and as a treaty partner. Pride Month should never just be one month, as it is important to understand that the straight agenda and gendered violence was and continues to be forced on this land by Christian outsiders. Land acknowledgments are critical for creating a safer space for Indigenous people, as well as honoring the host as the guest and acknowledging your role as a treaty partner in a so-called time of reconciliation. It's important land acknowledgments have meaning. I encourage all folks to introduce themselves with an acknowledgement of their ancestors, story of displacement, how you perceive your role as a treaty partner, a citizen of Canada, refugee or whatever land displacement. So we as Indigenous people know how safe you are to be around. If you don't know how to pronounce your local Indigenous nation's names, won't say your pronouns, won't say your story of origin, won't acknowledge stolen lands, won't acknowledge imposed economic oppression or your role in reconciliation, I determine how safe you are to be around my community, my family and myself. Understanding land acknowledgements and their importance is Indigenous 101 because it immediately addresses colonialism, oppression dynamics, broken treaties, and lies taught today in Canadian and American schools nationally, and I would argue all of the Western world for that matter. That's why as settlers and those who call themselves Native Calgarians or whatever freaking town you're from. You show me you have no Indigenous 101 understanding. Jesse Winty's book, Unreconciled, really explains that perfectly, as you many other Indigenous-authored books. Land Back is a movement that could save the planet from tr- climate change created by colonialism, but it would be a part of that treaty relationship, part of meaningful reconciliation, and honoring global initiatives like the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. I honor the Blackfoot as the elders and members have been so kind to me on my red rug journey. Uh, Elder Red Crane taught me how to pronounce my spirit name in Blackfoot, and Leonard Kenny taught me how to pronounce my spirit name in Satu Dene. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot and Dene elders and language keepers as I try to learn proper pronunciation. I'm speaking to you on the lands of the Nitsitapi, which is the Blackfoot Confederacy. The Blackfoot south of the imposed U.S.-Canadian border are the Blackfeet. North of the border are the Siksika, Gunai, and Bagani of the Confederacy. These lands are Treaty 7, signed September 22, 1877, with signatures that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Wesley, Chinakee, and Bearspaw Nation of the Stoney Nation, and the Dene from Sutina. I acknowledge all First Nation, Métis, Inuit, status and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands all non-Indigenous or treaty partners with the government signing on your behalf. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian where you can pledge in support. Thank you to my previous donors for showing your support. If you value listening or watching and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com where you can send in your comments or questions. Also giving a review helps no matter what medium you're listening from. I have started to do that and I'll talk about that today. I have a YouTube channel that you can go and subscribe as well go to nativecalgarian.com for the latest podcasts and pin posts on social media and if you want to have a further discussion with me. Uh, So last week we had a a wonderful guest Elijah Neal, and uh, they gave me feedback already that some of you have reached out. So thank you to those who reached out to them. really hoping we can create a good positive community. We had a sacred fire on uh, the full moon and it was absolutely wonderful. We had a great turnout for a local Indigenous community as well. My hope is is that uh, folks feel empowered after being at ceremony to As Indigenous people, you have the inherent right to your ceremony. All you non-Indigenous are a bunch of appropriating uh, pricks, so please don't do that. Uh, That would be great if you didn't, actually. Um, So I wanted to talk a lot today about a few different things. So I want to talk about the Harry and Meghan Netflix special and why that matters, the Sovereignty Act. I want to talk about the TV show Wednesday. I want to talk about uh, TikTok. And I had an incident happen to me, uh, anti-Indigenous Incident. And I want to talk a bit about uh, book club. So for folks who don't know, we have a book club uh, once a month on the second Monday of the month. Our next one is Standoff, Why Reconciliation Fails Indigenous People and How to Fix It uh, by Bruce MacGyver. So if you want to be a part of that, please don't hesitate. If you go to our my YouTube channel, you'll see some of the previous book clubs so you have an s- idea how they work. In my book club, Indigenous People Speak First because non-Indigenous have always had the platform and messed it up. Thanks a lot. Uh, you know, climate change, colonialism, it's so great. 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 So let's talk a bit about that. Um, Oh, and for the next book club after uh, Mondays will be the National Inquiry. We're going to do chapters 9 and 10 and go from there. Tomorrow is also, uh, or tonight, actually, tonight's Sunday, the Reconciliation Action Group. So I think that meeting's at 7. If you don't know, you should be a part of a reconciliation group. And if you're not doing action, then what are you doing? You're not part of reconciliation to me, folks. Um, So no matter where you are, in the country start working on your indigenous understanding uh maybe listening to podcasts educate yourself but do the work i mean here in calgary the cbe they're 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 gonna do this we're gonna they're gonna committee us to death with every little single thing so deep chiefs like angry mascot of a white person with like native war paint and a and a headdress And guess what? They're totally fine with that. That's not racist. And I keep thinking of all the surrounding nations that are like literally Treaty 7 that can't go to that school and all the kids who are Indigenous who have to go to that school and see this racist propaganda and all of the non-Indigenous parents who claim to wear orange shirts and want to do reconciliation and don't call out their own damn school for racist propaganda. So you're not making the world safer for my um, my child let alone the next generations. So start working on this, folks. Anyway, I'm going to start talking about uh, um, this Netflix show, Bruce. uh, Bruce, I don't know where that came from. Sorry to all the Bruces in my life. I know where that came from. Bruce MacGyver's books. That's why I'm thinking of a Bruce. So Netflix put out Harry and Meghan's uh, Netflix special. So I obviously have a podcast for a reason. Uh, In Canada, especially, we have so many people who don't understand propaganda worse you have these like freedom fighters who know nothing about the indian act and actual oppression like basically taking this narrative of uh, oh my god the they're so propaganda filled and i laugh because i'm like you know that the last board of directors that were appointed was by harper so they're actually not liberal talking points and there's this negative um conversation about uh folks who you know read and uh, and and these are the folks that they're attacking instead of the indian act instead of you know working with indigenous community on craptastic initiatives like the deep chiefs or um you know whatever other craptastic the city thinks they're honoring us with which is actually an insult um let's get back to harry and megan the reason why this is important is that uh they had to do this show because of the propaganda because of the not just the propaganda the industry of propaganda that's especially based in the UK when it comes to um you know trying to sell I don't know Prince Harry taking a poop you know like it's stupid like they they have cameras everywhere they're jumping out of bushes and for folks like me who are like super old um we lived through Princess Diana being murdered and um you know all of the like for 10 years after she passed she was on the front cover of every single magazine newspaper whatever and never actually telling the truth about what happened and uh you know so i only read things from her family uh because it i knew the rest of it were royal propaganda lies um and that's not not just that like a divorced <laughs> propaganda lie coming from Uh, King Charles team now and uh, Camilla's team and um the the monarchy themselves as an institution so like to me it was really important to listen to what Harry and Meghan had to say themselves and not somebody's twist on the on their shit and um it's sweet it's cute like they show really intimate little videos of them you know falling in love uh so there's three episodes they're an hour each and um they had a tricolor beagle just like us, and uh, and Megan did actually. So I, I was I was complaining <laughs> to my my dad and my family about it because um, you see, I feel like because my my I was raised white. I was raised on the white side of my family by my father. Um, you know, very much a pro military family, very much um, pro uh, monarchy. So. Uh, long before they had human rights and cadets, um, I, I took gunnery instructor and uh, like we had to sing God Save the Queen inside like a uh, steaming hot tunnel with people with bats, yell, um, you know, banging it. We had to scream it louder so that they could hear us over top of them banging on us. You know, like this This is a type of like what they did to you as in my teens, <laughs> <laughs> when you were taking these courses and ironically i thought it was a ton of fun at the time um i have nothing but good things to say about it and i'm sure today's sea cadets and, and cadets program is a lot better i never um experienced sexual harassment or anything like that so um to me it was it was fun i was homesick a lot uh this was long before you all you kids you're so lucky you have like long distance packages and programs so like you could call people and it not be a million dollars and and it got to the point where um i wasn't Even allowed to call home anymore, and they wouldn't accept the charges because I was calling home so much. Um, So you know, I I really loved sea cadets, but I was shipped off on the uh, west coast anyway. So this is where I learned protocol. I learned protocol about uh, God Save the Queen, Oh Canada. Um, you know, different military rankings, listening to a uh, drill instruction, things like that. So that's why I think today when I help the Calgary police with their new recruits, I understand the protocol. And, um, and these things matter. The average Canadian doesn't know them. And I know them because I come from this pro-military background. Um, and then on my, my native side, very conservative Catholic people very conservative. Uh, be Catholic, be conservative, be Canadians. And, you know, I'm the first generation to wear a ribbon skirt, be proudly Indigenous, right? I'm that first generation. And obviously, I'm trying to teach my daughter to be proud moving forward as well. So, you know, this is kind of my background. And so when I watched this, Megan and Harry. Uh, show and you know Megan especially like i'm sure she's a lovely person you can see throughout this entire thing she is a lovely person but it just infuriates me how little americans know about um well n- and canadians now how little they know about the monarchy um you know i feel very like one of the 0.0001% of canadians that understand protocol of the monarchy and then you know add to uh now we've changed from queen to king. Like I've stood for God Save the King in the Mawada Armories now. So like this, these things matter if you are Canadian. And I mean, I have a friend who didn't even know that the RCMP, what it meant, what it stood for, um, because we actually aren't taught this in our Canadian school system, sadly. And so when people, um, you know, are, are drinking the Kool Aid of Daniel Smith's Sovereignty Act they have no concept of what Canada was actually built on. They have no concept of treaty, nothing, because not only were they not taught their own stupid monarchy history, but they also don't know their um, Indigenous uh, obligations to treaty, all Canadians, not just Indigenous people, all Canadians. And then you have um, Indigenous people who have served in the military, who are descendants of treaty signatures, and they know, Uh, the treaty inside and out, but they also know that our obligation is to the crown of England. So this concept of, you know, that being transferred from the, the crown of England to Canada and then to provinces that we never signed treaty with, like that gets lost in translation of all of this anyway, because most people don't know the basics of anything, let alone, you know, whether it's their colonial history, their Indigenous history, how those intermingle together. So to me, it it is very frustrating watching this because, you know, she's learning for the first time what a big deal it is to see the queen and to curtsy and to know the protocol around the queen. And like to give you an idea, um, I, I remember when the American cadets had a they came up to Canada on in our sea cadet camp and and we were kind of seeing the differences between American and Canadian and at that time they were so strict against us as women um they wouldn't let us wear makeup no matter what we weren't allowed to wear earrings no matter what and then these American cadets come up and they like all of the women have all of the makeup done and they have their hair done and they have their caps on and we're looking over not even allowed to wear freaking earrings let alone lipstick you know so uh it was really eye-opening getting to meet them. And when when they salute, they salute like this. And uh, in Canada, well, in in the Commonwealth actually, like I was taught in gunnery um, that we salute like this because once the queen seen the dirty hands of the soldiers, Um, and commented on it that was when the protocol was changed so that you would never see the hand so if you look really closely at any Canadian saluting you'll notice you don't see the palm of their hand and that's the reasoning and there's all sorts of stupid shit when it comes to uh, British uh, military protocol Uh, for example you know a lot of people they'll they'll cheer and they'll clink their glasses and and there's a an old um, saying that you never clink your glasses you just raise them politely and then drink because um if you clink them, that's a dead sailor. So you don't clink your glasses. So I'm, I'm telling you this because that's all Britain is. And, and they made a really great point in the start of it to really show how the culture of the monarchy is an institutional part of uh, what is happening um, in, in Britain. And that in Britain, how they see the Commonwealth, like Canada and all of the other colonized countries they have across the world, as, as they did them a favor. And um, now, as an Indigenous person, I have a lot to say about that. But as a, you know, one of the greatest part of this whole thing was really starting to showcase the racism. Um, Obviously, we all know uh, folks who listen to my show who follow Indigenous voices, they're very aware of slavery and the history of slavery, not just uh, the genocide of slavery, uh, the ruining of countries based off of the slavery, slave trade. Um, So you know, there's a different dynamic there uh, when it comes to talking about that history. And it was mentioned in this, in this documentary that um, Britain is not taught about the slave trade. They are taught about when uh, they ended the slave trade. So all of the horrible genocide that they are guilty of and have blood on their hands for, including my ancestor from the Mayflower, um, all of these folks have blood on their hands intergenerationally. And uh, of course, nobody wants to admit that, right? Whether you're American or Canadian, but also part of the bigger Commonwealth and part of Britain and a descendant of Britain. Um, not that I want to exclude the other countries who also had the slave trade, what, um, you know, but I, I focus mainly on this because I'm Canadian and, uh, and I'm a descendant of, of both the Mayflower as well as being Indigenous. And what happened because of the slave trade directly impacts our lives today, because white supremacy is baked into every aspect of Calgary, Alberta, and Canada today, every aspect of it. And a lot of Canadians are so unaware of all of it, right? Because if they don't experience racism, and they don't understand what white supremacy is, they don't think twice about it. So it was really important that Megan's family talked about that she's more of a white passing, um, black person, mixed race, and uh, as a mixed race, person she said a lot of things that I, I really understood and um, you know in, in the end it was her white father that really was awful and hurtful to her uh, when it came to marrying into the uh, crown and I've I, you know you feel bad for for them uh, going through that despite them being incredibly privileged people Um a little backstory about Harry. So Harry, um, he came to Alberta and he served at Suffield. And uh, Suffield was a place that um, they do a lot of uh, training with, the, uh, with Britain. And it's just uh, east here of Calgary. And um, the, the British army are such a bunch of fucking douchebags that uh, they've actually been banned from a lot of places in Medicine Hat and the, the close by town of Suffield because of their behavior. And the, because they're British, they get away with a lot of awful atrocities of rape and fist fighting and such. Um, so I actually don't think highly at all of the British army, and the way they behave when they're here in Alberta, and they're here all the time doing training exercises, and Harry was here. And in fact, I've been told so for folks who don't know I'm uh, the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women co-chair here in Calgary, uh, try to help um, with all events, but uh, specifically the October Fourth Sisters in Spirit one. So you know, I've heard ridiculous stories of rape from those from those folks, and they actually have something called the Wall of Shame, and it was a like a, a poster board of all of the local girls that they knew they could rape. So and and the RCMP won't investigate, or or the local police, they don't care, right? Because they're like, oh my God, we love the British, and we love the military, and we love the King, and we love the Queen. So no, what? And we love sexism, and we love misogyny we ourselves are sexual harassers, as has been said in multiple (laughs) reports. So, you know, these people don't respect women, they certainly don't respect indigenous women, right? Um, So anyway, just fun side note, none of that is mentioned in there. He did mention wearing the uh, Nazi uniform, and how incredibly embarrassed he was, it sounded like that was kind of the impetus for him to unpack his white privilege. Um, But You know, he, (laughs) I I would have liked to hear how he embarrassed his own family. Um, My dad, like, he'll get teared up over this, talking about uh, the the royal family being bombed by the Nazis in, in Buckingham Palace. So um, I don't know if Harry ever had that conversation with Queen Mum, but you know, it would have been interesting to hear that one. So and, yeah, I just, I, I do have sympathy for Harry though, and you know, in, in the bigger picture of losing his mother and he talks a lot about losing his mother. So for those of us old enough who went through the whole uh, Princess Diana loss, you know, like um, it's re-mourning her all over again, going through that, through the eyes of her son. And uh, I thought that was really important that he talked about the um, industry of the media. And of course, that's why I have a podcast. (laughs) I have a podcast because um, all there is in Canada is British colonial media. And folks who even think they're liberal are the ones who were like bawling and crying and sharing their stories about when they met the king or when they met the queen or when they met whatever. And it was it was such a hard moment because during that time when she died you know as Indigenous people were going through all these awful things and and all of that conversation gets taken away so at the time she died was when um that that killer went on a rampage in in James Bay uh just recently the Liberal Government talked about investment in mental health services which I hope is true and we'll see um regardless you know like there's always something happening that's of incredible importance and like the last two weeks have been really hard for me to discuss because um of the the serial killer in in winnipeg that had killed uh, at least four women that we know and um and canada's just okay with that they're just like yeah it's it's freaking cool we're not holding our you know city of calgary city of winnipeg we're not holding the province of alberta the province of manitoba or the country at all responsible for not implementing 94 calls to action and 231 calls to justice because it doesn't matter to me and ironically the thing that i wish all uh, especially qt bipoc who are non-indigenous if you understood that implementing these calls to justice and calls to action helps all Canadians. And then for the white Canadians, literally learning about, you know, oppression dynamics, white privilege, um, straight, cis privilege, ableism, all of these things would actually help all of Canada as well. We would be a better country, but you're so committed to white supremacy, British, um, you know, crapola that, that we're not getting there. So to me, Every single person who dies is blood on our hands, all of our hands, not just yours, but mine too, collectively for not having better policy because it's totally preventable. Every person who dies of of overdose, totally preventable, Uh, but by policy, we've chosen not to do it. So um, anyway, back to Harry and Megan, Um, really important conversation to have about your history, your understanding Treaties, of course, not mentioned, uh, but uh, the only reason why Canada can exist is because of treaties. And um, because the average Canadian still doesn't understand Indigenous people, their obligations to treaties, they're just like, yeah, Daniel Smith's the greatest because she introduced the Sovereignty Act. And because she did, we get to uh, be independent of Ottawa, which is the most ignorant take you could possibly have. Not just ignorant in the sense of, uh, oh, I'm a liberal, and obviously, you know, this this is the rule of law; it is fine, because um, centrists always end up deciding on the rule of the oppressor. Um, but it it just shows the ignorance of understanding treaty, and it un- and and it undermines reconciliation and and focusing on moving forward as a country. And I know a lot of folks think that. Um, having independence from ottawa is a good thing but it it is it, <laughs> it goes against your own constitution it it's unconstitutional um in a court of law this will be challenged um you are wasting taxpayers money on all sides like it's so interesting how um racist will say well and I, i'll say this because i've been deleting these comments on my tiktok uh, all week that uh, they accuse us of just wanting money and it's not like that you choose to spend a lot of money in the courts solely based off the fact you're so ignorant about canada the foundation of treaties and moving forward as a country so the sovereignty act for all albertans who think it's a good thing who voted for daniel smith you literally are costing us millions of dollars and there i'm sure there are lawyers that are over the moon over your ignorance so that they can make this money but it also undermines indigenous peoples treaties And for folks who think it's all about money, let me tell you, we do not get dollar to dollar funding for your precious little white babies who get to be in the schools. We don't get dollar to dollar funding for infrastructure for reservations. We don't get dollar to dollar funding in any aspect of anything. And when we do go into the urban centers like I am, we face nothing but racism. And uh, it's easier for me to call it anti-indigenous racism because I get racism from brown people uh, Asian people, all sorts of folks all the time who are people of color, but because they are people of color, they perpetuate the worst racism to me and companies, especially run by white people think that they aren't capable of racism because of it. So I went to the red deer Radisson and what happened? I had a Brown manager that was nothing but a fucking asshole to us. He said, deplorable things to us. He said, well, I don't even know what type of people you are. And uh, all because of a stupid misunderstanding, frankly. Um, yeah, I've been in customer service. I grew up in Sylvan Lake. So I absolutely know how to kiss the butt of a tourist in order to get their money. Um, and I, I was raised to being raised in Silver Lake. So I know what customer service is. I used to make a lot of money on tips because of customer service. So I know... This man was just absolutely allowing his ego to stop us from being able to stay. And ironically, although I talk about racism and anti indigenous bias all the time, I, um, I didn't realize it was happening to me at the moment. It was only later in retrospect, when I, I was thinking about why he because my, my husband was furious I thought he might even have a freaking heart attack that day. Um, so back quick backstory um my one of my brothers just had a baby real we were so happy we were over the moon we're ha- we are having serious car issues so two weeks of being in and out of the mechanic them not finding the issue finally we just booked two days time off because the car was working and my husband took two days off of work in order for us to go to sylvan lake and see my new my new little one and uh so he had points from his hotels.com. He booked the hotel. We go there to check in and he just doesn't want to give us the space. Um, we've done this a million times uh, using our points, getting to a place. We went to Victoria, to Vancouver, um, using our points and uh, you know, paying extra for our, our animal that we always had. Um, and this guy was committed to not giving us a room, just committed to it. And uh, so we were like, well, must have been a problem at hotels.com. And uh, so we, my husband spent, you know, 20 minutes on the phone trying to figure this out. Um, and then we went over and seen, seen my new little one and, um, and came back. We were assured after all this time on the phone, we would get this room, get there. There's a wonderful man, gentleman named Joseph. So Joseph at Radisson Red Deer. We loved you. We wish we could have stayed with you because we were pretty sure we were about to get checked in. But the so-called manager that was on shift until 11, he did not want to stay there. And he intervened. And he said that we weren't very nice people, that we were awful. Uh, he kept saying he was some award-winning person. And I was looking around. And I said, oh, I don't see this award. Um, you know, just it was an awful, awful experience. And then when I was like, OK, well, let's get going. Um, he's like, oh, no, we'll give you the the room, the Uh, top room. And I'm like, this man, I don't trust at all. He has said awful things about us as human beings. Like it it was awful. So our, you know, bodies were reacting. We were really upset. We get in the car, we start driving, drive back to Calgary, minus 30. You know, we have our, our daughter, we have our dog, And um, we started driving and I realized I was, it was same day I graduated from the um, TikTok graduation accelerator program. And I had my sweater that said uh, TikTok accelerator program. I had uh, these particular earrings in and um, I don't think my hair was in braids; They were long. I just had long hair, but um, it dawned on me on the way home. I'm visibly indigenous today. That's what it is. And my husband went quiet and when he called the next day after we had called calmed down um and told hotels.com and told the radisson they just brushed it off because he was a brown man how could he possibly be guilty of racism when racism and anti-indigenous bias are not the same thing and uh yeah so i i don't have nice things to say about hotels.com nor do i have nice things to say about the radisson and red deer right now or that manager now joseph the guy who was working there was a very nice man. I knew he was trying to work. He was on the phone with hotels.com, which was why we were assured it would be fine. But that's not the way the world works. And, the, and folks who don't know what white privilege is, this is something you would never experience. When I tell my dad, he has no concept. Like, he's like, I just can't believe this happened. I'm like, I know, I know. This is what white privilege is, and people don't know what it is until they experience it. And for folks who listen to my uh, couple of podcasts ago, we had Kurt Young on, and he talked about when he was experiencing racism, you know, he just assumed his son had lice until he went to someone else and verified he his son didn't. And they were just being discriminated against with their anti-Indigenous bias from brown men, from Lebanese men. You know, like this, this is my reality. This is the reality of what it's like to live in Calgary, Red Deer, Alberta, like this, this is it. So, um, yeah, it's really, uh, really shook my world. I, you know, we have these points that we need to use up by the end of the year, but, you know, luckyforhotels.com will probably just let them go. Be- after our experience, how do you trust? I don't. And I don't trust that the, you know, so this manager will let, let me in based off of his anti-Indigenous bias. So uh, we talk about economic rec- reconciliation. This is an example of that. This is an example of white businesses that could potentially have more indigenous money if they would not be racist pricks and just not be jerks to us like we give all this free information in hopes that you won't be jerks to us and yet you're still jerks to us so. That was my racist incident but it happened. Um, but I do want to focus on some good things. Uh, the TikTok Accelerator program, a lot of us who took it together are uh, still talking together. And uh, Christopher Britt, who's on TikTok, put together a compilation of us, uh, kind of like, you know, those like, eighties intros and comedies where there's like a piece of you and you all smile at the camera it's like that only to the theme of beachcombers so um i shared it i think our uh, uh anuk beauty she was the one who put it up on on her account uh, i'm not smart enough to figure out how to do all these things that's why i'm not there yet but once i do figure it out i i will put up stuff like that anyway really cute it was great to see kind of this graduation program being put together in such a cute way so it was it was great really enjoyed it um and i really learned a lot about myself through that program so if if you are an indigenous person and you're feeling like it's not for you you're wrong absolutely sign up for it it is a great program they gave me i think i want to say three packages at least um i got like this cute little microphone I got one of those TikTok rings that you put on your phone. Um, we we got time with some amazing crea- uh, creators. I'd tell my family, I'd be like, "Yeah, that uh, spooky Celine." I talked to her, and they were like, "What you talked to her?" And uh, all of these amazing indigenous uh, content creators, like Sherry McKay and and things like that. So like absolutely, it. it boosted my self-esteem it boosted me in many ways learning what my branding is the content um i have nothing but good things to say about it so if you're if you're indigenous and you're even thinking about it just just do it do it do it do it um one of the things they they taught me was that you know be creative do things even if you don't get that many views just do things you like and uh I don't know if you all watched Wednesday, the new Netflix show on on uh, TV, but oh my God, it's so cute. And I, I uh, obviously, you know, three generations now of, of Adam's family. I love that show. I think, I think Indigenous love the Adam's family a lot more because we know what it's like to be the, the outsider but still live your life in a good way in a fun way with lots of humor that uh, is ridiculous so I loved it and I was really happy that uh, my daughter and I got to watch it together and uh, the dance that's trending on TikTok was something I was like oh my god I have to do this and my daughter she was like no mom no absolutely not and for those who don't know, like both my podcast and my uh, and my TikTok, that's something that I, I always kind of go by her to make sure I don't embarrass her because she's the one who has to go to school the next day. And uh, yeah, no, she was she was like, you are absolutely not doing that. And so I did it uh, because I seen those four gay men down in Florida, love that account. And they did it. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. And then who shows up on my TikTok feed but uh, Dogface, Uncle uh, from Res Dogs. And he's doing it. And I'm like, that's it. I am absolutely duetting this. So Friday night I'm dancing with uncle and I put it up and it's not getting many views and I don't really care. I loved it. It's just fun. Right. And and that's what TikTok taught me was that I I am supposed to be having fun with it. And that's why I go on TikTok um, is to have fun and to end my dig in a good way so I loved it um loved Wednesday Loved doing the Wednesday dance on TikTok love the TikTok accelerator program and uh yeah and the sovereignty act because I've done at least two TikToks on it man it's bringing in all the haters who know nothing about Canada the UK the treaties all of it they know nothing so anyway I'm looking forward to seeing the end of the uh Harry Megan Netflix special I think all Canadians should um the other reason is this like I always I always think I'm going to teach my daughter all of the things I know and that every parent knows this never happens in fact the opposite if, if it's something that matters to you it's like they absolutely do not want to know about it so um anyway I thought I'd be teaching Sam about you know the monarchy I thought she'd go into cadets and learn protocols she's not interested in any of that and that's okay um princess Diana's death uh you know these are things that I uh, spent a lot of time and money and, and reading on, on because I, I knew it was wrong at the time I knew it was all wrong. So anyway, um, it I haven't she won't watch it which sucks, but I do know there are a lot of uh, kids that are watching it and for the first time are getting uh, insight into the world of the monarchy, and it it is relevant if you're Canadian because at the end of the day, we're still a commonwealth and the governor general still has to sign off on everything and is the you know, liaison to the, to the queen. And um, that is our protocol in politics. And so if you think you're even slightly political and you don't know any of this, then newsflash, you're not political because <laughs> you don't understand the basis of Canada, our constitution, the monarch, nothing. Like We are a constitutional monarchy. It's really that simple. And uh, for all the Americans who are who are chiming in, like, I wish you knew how much I just laugh at you for not understanding all of this. Um, And for the indigenous people who are, you know, obviously for sovereignty, like, yeah, we're all for sovereignty, but shit, you can't mix this up with Canadian law, because that's not um, sovereignty, right? There's, there's no nice way to put that together. So, anyway, those are kind of the things I wanted to talk about. A lot of people have been asking me my opinion on the Netflix special for Harry and Meghan. A lot of people have been asking me about the Sovereignty Act, and I put out a, one of those like uh, shit post ones where I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, so if you because a lot of people are like, have you even read the sovereignty act? And I'm like, have you even read the the treaties? Because they've never read the treaties. They don't do land acknowledgements. Oh, my God. So anyway, threw that all out there for folks um, in this podcast, uh, for folks who were asking, and uh, just like for the racist incident that happened to Kurt, I put out a whole podcast for that, too. So if you're still interested in that, don't hesitate to uh, watch that podcast with him where he tells his story. And uh, again, uh, tonight is the reconciliation action group meeting at seven. Uh, If you are not in Calgary, then please join a local reconciliation group do action. Otherwise, you are not a treaty partner to me and you're certainly not a part of reconciliation. Um, Monday is our our book club the last one for 2022 and it is Bruce McIver's Why Reconciliation Fails Indigenous People How to Fix It called standoff so I hope you come and join us uh, if you have read it. Um, now Bruce is actually supposed to be a part of it so I guess I should have opened with that. Um, I've been really lucky this year to have some of the authors actually come onto my book club and uh, I've been lucky to get like Jesse winty twice now. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, and that's back to the TikTok where it's like, if you don't ask, you won't receive. So my husband really pushed me to ask this year. Good things happened because of it. So for the authors that could make it, holy, I can't thank you enough, uh, Jodi Wilson Rainbow. She came on my podcast and my um, my book club. And I've been really blessed with great Indigenous leaders being the great Indigenous leaders they are and and helping this like little Dene in Alberta, trying to make, I feel alone a lot. And, um, I know a lot of indigenous people do never let that get too deep in you read books, read about racial battle fatigue and, uh, work on your healing journey. And if you are local in Calgary, join my book club, join the reconciliation action group. If you're indigenous, come join my sacred fires. We have them every full moon and I will go from there. So don't hesitate to reach out. If you are a Business. Oh, yeah, this is another thing. TikTok taught me how much my voice is worth. And um, I had about three different nonprofits, including TD Bank. Um, TD Bank, I I had a lot of requests for people to ask me to come do their land acknowledgement. So for 20 minutes, for 100 bucks, I'd come do it. No problem. But then 40 emails later. It's like, well, then this is not worth $100, my gas, my time, this is not worth it anymore. Besides, all Indigenous people, myself included, are like, really, you should know how to do a land acknowledgement teaching, or, or a land acknowledgement, right? So I have a whole teaching for that you can hire me for that. But then because all these nonprofits and businesses continue to try to screw me over, TD Bank did this. They were like, well, what if we only have you for 10 minutes? Can we only pay you 50? And I was like, that is it. I'm so done. So I have nothing nice to say about TD Bank either. Um, You know, because they had already done something really horrible during Pride Month to me. So they do not create safe spaces for Indigenous people, let alone QT BIPOC. Anyway, I know they market it, but they don't do it. So bigger picture here, you know, every Canadian should know what a land acknowledgement is, why it's important. If you listen to a single one of my podcasts, I gave you the teaching. Um, I can give you a more intensive one. um, If you want to go to my website. Anyway, you have to pay me now. I'm not doing this 40 emails for five dollar uh, honorarium. This is bullshit. And I've told people you're not going to get elders that way. Elders don't reply to 50 emails. You know, <laughs> like learn. I, and and I I give this information out uh, to people who hire me. Google in uh, elder protocols. You will find that there are uh, the Alberta Human Rights Commission put out something. There's a 10 year old document from the U of A. Like it, it's out there. You just got to do your work. Holy. So uh, anyway, you can go to my website too, if you want to hire me and talk about it. Uh, I, I went to say for Geomatics. So I, I talk about, um, I, I take a colonial point of view of Geomatics and then I bring it down. And down and down and unpack it so that you understand it from more of a natural law and indigenous point of view. Um, anyway, land back, land back, land back. And don't, if you're non indigenous, don't be afraid of that. Just because you did to us the genocide and continue to do the genocide doesn't mean that's what we would do to you. Give us control, you'll see. Anyway, um, yeah, so standoff. Uh, the next one after that in January will be the national inquiry. National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, Chapters 9 and 10. And uh, I'm really proud that this podcast gives solutions, uh, cultural safety training, cultural first aid, and all of them to create a safer space for Indigenous people of colour, those with disabilities, and 2SLGBTQ+, to speak. Thank you to authors Cheryl Ward, Chelsea Branch, and Alicia Freakin of heretohelp.bc.ca for putting together what is Indigenous cultural safety and why should I care about it? Their work and those uh, cultural action tools are, are available, so please support Indigenous work like that as part of your reconciliation work and settler un- understandings. I'm just lucky enough to highlight and repeat them here. Internalized racism and lateral violence is another form of violence Indigenous and marginalized people experience in, in, by the structure of white supremacy. Go to um, Donna Bevins racial tools.org for tons of resources, including what is internalized racism? do's and don'ts for bystander intervention by american friends service committee uh, afsc.org um so if you see or experience racism you have a better idea of what to do indigenous people have been talking about our issues sharing our traumas and reports commissions public hearings now podcasts just so it can be regularly disregarded no more honor our words honor the treaties listen to politicians in their oh i should have said i met uh the president of the alberta party they're having their agm And um, yeah, a really nice gentleman, former mayor of Brooks, and uh, really cares about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, His grandfather was Japanese and was in an interim camp. He's half Japanese, but more white passing, but very um, aware of his white privilege. Um, And they kicked out some of the really problematic jerk offs that I have met as part of their candidates. So um, with a lot of anti-Indigenous bias, right? So I wrote wrote off the Alberta party for a long time because of it, but now meeting him and seeing how much kinder they are, that made me feel a lot better. I know they're having their AGM, so I'm hoping that they're more conservative types. Um, He was really welcoming. He wanted me to come to the table, Uh, not just me, but also our friend who is also Indigenous and a policy maker and shaker. And I'm, I'm hoping that they'll be on my podcast here by the end of the week so that you can all hear from her point of view what happened with the NDP. And um, same with me. I haven't talked about what happened with me in the Alberta Liberal Party. All I can tell you is David Kahn was the reason why I stayed. Um, he was a wonderful man to me. He respected me. Dr. David Swan respected me. Uh, Gwyneth Midgley respected me. They cared. They listened to what I had to say. I can't say that anymore about that party. So you're probably not gonna see me running for them, the NDP, anything like that. I don't know if I'll ever run actually ever again uh, because I can see that the colonial framework is not meant for indigenous people to be at the table. Uh, we'll see how my relationship with the Alberta party continues, but I don't know. I, I don't have much hope. But for non-indigenous, you have to understand, regardless, I'm forced to work with the stupid UCP, stupid NDP, stupid Alberta Liberals, whoever it is that is like, okay, um you know let's talk about whatever indigenous subject i have to still work with them even crappy city of calgary counselors were like oh my god i so care especially about violence against women oh my god but they literally have never listened to a goddamn word i've ever said and i'm the freaking co-chair to the committee they they don't care i don't care what they say they do not care um that whole farce of uh anti-racism outreach was so insulting to every indigenous person who has ever told the city council all of the crapola that we constantly put up with and they it just went in one ear out the other their anti-indigenous bias is so freaking strong i just can't even so anyway but we're forced to work with all of these parties no matter what stripe no matter what order of government we're forced to work with them even though they hate us they have anti-indigenous bias they don't listen to us we're forced to give free education <clears throat> anyway politicians and their policies and platforms if they don't recognize marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus if they are cutting services to violence prevention programs, services, indigenous education, uterus health choices, gay-straight alliances, COVID health protocols, lack of human rights for migrants, immigrants, folks with disabilities, Um, you know, not serious about the opioid crisis. Anyway, know that your vote to that party directly negatively impacts marginalized people, demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Actions, the Recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, the multiple reports about child welfare reform, violence prevention 231 calls to justice from national inquiry on missing and murdered indigenous women girls and two-spirit provincially in alberta the kenny government created the 113 pathways to justice so while you blue voters should be holding your blue mlas to account on it Um, follow the new premier's council on missing and murdered indigenous women and girls work municipally We have the white goose flying report. Denying these reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are experiencing extreme racism in the educational justice, health, sports clubs, all these institutions uh, with multiple reports that say the same thing, demand change from election platforms and politicians if they don't understand colonialism racism privilege sexism they literally have zero business running should be understood by all parties local politicians community organizations sports clubs google's articles on how non-indigenous canadians can become allies if you're experiencing emotional distress after anything i talked about today and want to talk call the first nation and inuit hope for wellness helpline at 855-242-3310 it's toll-free open 24 hours a day 7 days a week you can also text at hopeforwellness.ca um it's more related to missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and i just can't stress enough how hard the last couple of weeks have been with the news out of winnipeg um, it's been hard for me cuz i know joey english's family they're they they did not bury joey fully thanks to the city of calgary and the calgary police choosing not to do that proper search so i'm just throwing this out there to all places across this goddamn country change your policies if you can't go through the garbage and find dead bodies change your policies like i can't believe i have to say this and i can't believe non-indigenous and canadians are like oh it's okay let's go to the hockey game and drink our timmies you're not doing enough can't stress it enough you're not my reconciliation partner so anyway that's a tough conversation so if you've been triggered by it 844-413-6649 for non-indigenous you can always call your 211 because your infrastructure is always fine working in dollar to dollar compared to non-indigenous or you can call 833-456-4566 uh, for 60 Scoop, you have a whole society here in Alberta, thank God. So uh, 60 Scoop Indigenous Society of Alberta, you can contact at ssisa.ca. Um, yeah, the following are 2 SLGBTQ LGBTQ2 plus crisis supports that are available in most areas across Canada. So you can go to lifevoice.ca. The Trevor Project really put this together for youth, 844-7386, I'll say that one more time, 866-844-7386, and the trans lifeline is uh, 877-330-6366, can't stress enough to you all how much you matter. And uh, the reason why you are the most marginalized is because you are a huge threat to these white, straight, cis men and it's disgusting you matter the most because you think outside the box the most you are the ones with the solutions and people in power don't like that so I hope you know how much you're loved and valued to folks like me Um, addiction is a and recovery is a major issue for me Um, I'm a facilitator for Mending Broken Hearts Uh, Well, Variety through the White Bison Institute is a great um, organization to help with an indigenous lens and the medicine wheel to help with uh, addictions because AA is really based off of Christianity and, in my opinion, shaming it's super shitty I don't like it at all but we have to do what we do because all of our uh, white straight male um, politicians in power just absolutely love control and Christianity, so this is why we're forced to use this and that's where all the funding goes. Anyway, um, they I feel uh, government policy has absolutely caused a crisis of drug poisoning, uh, their failure to give us proper drug supply, um, so as a result there's uh, two apps that you can download Um, And there's a, a number you can use. So if you're using substances, please don't use alone. If you are using a loan, you can call the National Overdose Response Service at 888-688-NORS, or you can download the Braves and the Doors apps. And this is, um, it's like making a safety plan. If you are a woman or a person who's experiencing violence, and you call a lot of the crisis supports, they will help you with a safety plan. It's the same idea here for folks who are using a loan. We don't want you to die. I don't want you to die. And um, these are some... W- coping tools that you can have in order to um, you know stay alive i want you to stay alive violence is my everyday reality every indigenous generation has faced it this is self-care how i take my power back that's why i started this podcast to speak freely without interruption tone police leadership shaming sexism gaslighting questions as many people don't want to hear an indigenous woman's opinion but sure likes to tell us theirs by people who know nothing about us colonialism Constant surveillance of our people, our protests, our vigils, and our rights. I and many others share info on microaggressions daily, outright racism, and it's unacceptable to say it anymore. So learn about being trauma informed. Folks like me are dealing with internalized racism and gatekeeping, and folks who survive off the status quo or are so in their trauma that they stop people from being able to do the work and deplete personal resources. Uh, trauma bonding is also something else that's on my radar, and I hope that. Uh, you know folks understand like i understand our responsibility and i don't want to misuse that responsibility so um i am not a perfect person and i may say things that hurt you and i don't want to internal and external racism is an everyday reality for me indigenous people folks with disabilities qt bipoc and many others masicho to my ancestors to my granny my mama what strength looks like through your example i want to thank my my aunties my uncles uh, for always being there for me, my cousins, um, thank you to my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt. Thank you to my stepmom for showing me what a proud culture is through her Austrian family and roots and teaching me to be a proud Calgarian. It is through her I am a second generation. Uh, thank you to my husband, Big Buffalo Rockman for producing and editing the show on top of being my husband, my childhood friend, Father of our child, he has supported me down my journey of the red road and has witnessed decades of racism and sexism. And to our child Thunderpipe Necklace Woman, we are blessed to learn from you daily and we are honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a better and stronger person. Um, my hope is that my daughter my family will be proud in the future of us discussing these issues t- today and that they'll understand it in the, in the future. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support. Thank you, previous donors, for showing your support. If you value listening or watching and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give, I'd love to hear from you at NativeYYC at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments or questions. I also have a YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe, and you can go to NativeCalgarian.com for the latest podcasts and pin posts on social media and if you want to hire me and I want to end by giving side eye to those Calgary rabbits you're lucky I'm not dish. my beautiful cousins responded one day or yet be in my dish so thank you folks for listening